Welcome to What the Famicom, home of video game nonsense. Enjoy. Hello there, welcome to episode 5 of the What the Famicom podcast, the podcast for really dumb shit in the gaming world in relation to gaming. Shit that you probably would never even think to look up, but you left it to an insane person to do so, and I wear that badge of honor with pride, because I'm a lunatic, and there's no reason for anybody to do any podcast about the topics I've done, unless you're a loser, and I'm, you know, my mom's told me a few times, and we'll see. And that kind of led me to what I'm going to talk about right now which originally started off as me looking for conspiracy theories in video games. Everybody, all the cool hip kids are into conspiracy theories. You know, the 4chans, the 8chans, the 10chans. They're all talking about this stuff. So I'm like, hey, let me appeal to them. Let me try to get in on this action and see if I can make them laugh. See if I can get this crowd, this young hip crowd to like me now. And I couldn't find shit. I couldn't find, you know even fake conspiracy theories. So then I went to urban legends and myths, and I only found things that slightest of like, you know, Michael Jackson did the Sonic soundtrack or the nudalities and all, all that. So nothing ever actually just came to be. And when I accidentally kept going, I found a weird topic of that didn't bother me at first, and now it's just fucking weird, of games that came out on really monumental moments in history. Maybe not even monumental moments in history, but just fucking weird moments in history. And games came out on the exact date. Maybe not the exact year, but the exact date. And it kind of made me think twice about this game because then I wanted to make up a conspiracy theory. And it thought it'd be funnier. And it might work. Who knows? But some of these things I found are fucking weird. And I wanted to start off with the more lower tier release date mishaps. Like the creators of these games didn't really know or realize how dumb the date connection was. So they were like, we don't care, we'll do it anyway. So they, I connected the dots for them. And that's my job, so fuck off. So my first example today is a classic that everybody knows of the Sega Genesis and the Sega Mega Drive era, which is Sonic Spinball. Everybody knows this game. It's the Pinball Sonic game. It came out on November 18th, 1993. It followed up on the Sega Master System and the Game Gear in the 94, made by Sega. It was basically a pinball game painted with Sonic levels. And Dr. Robotnik, there's some plot involved. It's actually one of the few Sonic games to be part of the Sonic cartoon canon. You know, the Sonic cartoon where Steve Urkel, you know, voiced him? People seem to love that fucking cartoon. I don't know why. The funny thing is, it wasn't actually created by the Sonic team, which is responsible for most Sonic games. It's actually created by the Sega Technical Institute, which is a, it was an American division of the Sega team. They were created in 91 to make more games, but they closed in 96 because they all fucking suck and they're terrible at their job. So the real talent, the real Japanese Sega team, were off making Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. 
The game was re-released on 11 platforms. It's a fucking pinball game. You know, like, you put Sonic in there, you go ding, ding, dong, you got yourself a fucking winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. But the chicken is Robotnik and the winner's tails. It was released on the GameCube, PS2, Xbox, PC. It's like fucking all this stuff. But guess what also fucking happened that day? Uh-huh. You guessed it. On 11-18-1872, famous woman's suffrage movement figure, Susan B. fucking Anthony. She was arrested for illegally voting in the presidential election two weeks prior. <laughs> you gotta be fucking shitting me. Sega? This is clearly Sega trying to spin, quote-unquote, their narrative away from women voting. It's just... Nice try, Sonic. In the year that the Susan B. Anthony coin was made, Sega was prospering from the arcade boom, and the revenues were climbing up to $100 million in 1979. In 1979, Sega also came out with a game called Double Block. Double Block. Read between the fucking lines, people. It was a tabletop game, but it was Pong. And, you know, looking at it then, you probably weren't thinking. But now, you can tell it was a game trying to stop her coin from fucking coming out. You know, it's just... I could, I, I see it in a lot of Sega games. They're really sexist. But I just didn't see it until now. And it's really fucked up. And I just feel really bad. And I hope, like... You know, they compensated Susan B. Anthony's family at some point, realizing this, because the real scumbag move. And it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of messed up. Sonic, Sega, Robotnik, your dicks. And what do we, what do we got here? Oh yeah, also on this date, the Jim Jones, Jonestown murders happened. So, uh, anyway, moving on, the next game is... A somewhat cult classic-y game. It is Croc, Legend of the Gobbos. You, a lot of people probably remember this. There were sequels involved. It was one of the earlier PlayStation games. It was released by Fox Interactive on September 29th, 1997. It was released for the PlayStation, Sega Saturn, and Microsoft Windows. Oh, that's nice. The I'll give you the plot, the summary. Taking place in the fictional setting of the Gobbo Valley... Croc, Legend of the Gobbos, follows a young crocodile named Croc, of course you fucking idiot, who sets out to rescue a group of furry creatures known as Gobbos from the evil magician Baron Dante. Uh, alright. There's a guy named King Rufus in it. There's things called Dantinis. Don't ask me. I don't know, you know, what they are. This is one of my girlfriend's favorite games of all time. It was one of the first 3D platforming games, so kudos to you, Croc. You know, kudos to everything you've done, Fox Interactive. Kudos to, you know, PlayStation for putting this game out. But not, not, uh, you don't get a kudos for using that date, buddy. Because also, on that date, uh-huh, yep, you know what I'm about to say. On that date in 92, Magic fucking Johnson announced his return to basketball. But he never actually returned. Get this. Most of the people in the NBA, they were scared that he had HIV. So they were like, no, we don't want you to play with me. So he never came back. It scared him away. 
And in retrospective interviews, he was like, you know, that's one of the biggest mistakes. I should have came back. That's a crock, quote unquote, if you ask me. Was that Fox's interactive answer to this? Like, we don't want him? Probably. You know, I've always known Fox to be anti-magic tricks and anti-HIV, and this just proved it. I'm really, hmm, it just really bothers me that these companies can get away with doing these things to the little man, and nobody's going to do anything about it. Well, I'm glad Croc died a horrible death. I'm glad nobody's fucking talking about Croc. I'm only talking about Croc because I looked it up on Wikipedia. I don't want to play it. I'll tell everybody. He, it, it's a shitty looking game. He's, yeah, he's a green crocodile. But it plays like Bubsy 3D. And you don't want your game to play like Bubsy fucking 3D. I'm telling you. Oh, let me... Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. Also on this date in 94 and 95, the O.J. Simpson murder trial begun jury selection and it would become the biggest trial of all time. So... Uh, anyway, moving on to probably one of the most popular now competitive games in the last you know five or so years it is it's not really a leader in esports but it's still looked at as a major draw for the scene and of course i am talking about the 2018 nintendo mega release fighting game super smash brothers ultimate by the japanese company nintendo no i'm saying Japanese, you will know why I'm saying that in a minute. But this game is fucking huge. You know what Super Smash Brothers is. I asked my mom like a half an hour ago. She knew what Super Smash Brothers was. She said no. And I said, yeah, you do. You dumb bitch. It's Mario fighting game. And she pretended like she didn't know what I was talking about, but she knew. And that, that really, that bothers me. So that's besides the point. She's a bitch. But anyway... By June of 2018, the game itself, just one singular game, sold 14.7 million copies and is the fastest selling Nintendo Switch game and the best selling fighting game of all time. Congrats, I mean crazy, Nintendo, pat yourself on the back, like man, you're fucking making dime. It's the fifth game in the popular Nintendo franchise. You know, the series has been on the N64, the GameCube, Wii, Wii U, 3DS, Switch, I'm probably whatever, they're going to keep making them, people love them. This series is actually amazingly 20 years old. First entry came out in 99 on the N64. I mean, Link vs. Metroid, Snake vs. a Piranha Plant. I mean, what's not to love? But you fucking guessed it. I'll tell you what's not to love. You see, the quote-unquote game itself was released worldwide on one singular date. You want to take a guess at that date? Yeah, I bet you fucking know. December 7th. 2018 December 7th that um I'm not a history buff but December 7th sounds an awfully awful lot like the day our glorious harbor of pearls was fucking bombed in 1941 yeah nice try Nintendo World War II got started but you want to release your fucking fighting game a Japanese company decided it was a great idea to try to erase American history? No, not on my dime book. 
o'clock. What is now today known as Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day? You know, December 7th should be the day to never forget. Was Kirby at World War II? Was he at Pearl Harbor? Was Kirby secretly Hitler? We don't know. These are the questions that I'm trying to answer. And it's very problematic when the government is trying to shut me down. I don't know. I just don't know. These things stress me out. There's things the government's not telling us. What is Kirby? What is he? And nobody's going to fucking tell you. Well, I don't, I'm never going to find out. I'll probably be dead when I find out. It's just, you get to a point and you keep seeing these release dates and you, I didn't want to look for conspiracy theories, but there they were. And I was like, my God, video games are the cause of all these. Why aren't people, why isn't the government seeing this? You know, this is all mind control. And you're all pawns in a game of chess with drones and the government, man. And you just don't get it. But anyway, um, you don't, you know, the game gets released on Pearl Harbor Day. You don't think shit could get any worse. I mean, come on. Nintendo tried to fucking erase World War II. And one of the biggest things that ever happened to us. But that was, in fact, not the worst situation they could have been in. That honor actually belongs to a game so perfect, yet so forgettable. My fucking brain exploded when I discovered what it was. Ah, uh, the final game on my list I am here to talk about is the Game Boy Color adaptation of the James Bond film The World Is Not Enough. It was obviously based on the 1990 film, 1999 film, the 19th film in the James Bond franchise. It was the Pierce Brosnan one. It was the third movie. I don't remember dick about it. You know, I really don't at all. And yeah, they get worse. GoldenEye, only good game, only good movie. Done. Okay, fuck you, Remington Steele. I just saw you in Mrs. Doubtfire. You were a better James Bond in Mrs. Doubtfire than you were in this fucking movie. And I heard Mrs. Doubtfire came out on the PS4 not too long ago. So I'm going to get that and fuck this. But anyway, that's besides the point. This fucking game, it was a third James Bond movie he made. It's probably, I think it's like the fourth video game adaptation. They made up a video game with Pierce Brosnan in it. But here's the weird thing, right? So the movie, the fucking movie came out November 19th, 1999. The Nintendo 64 third-person shooter adaptation was released on October 17th, 2000. Then there was a PlayStation conversion. I don't really, can't really tell you which one was better. I'm sure the N64 one was a little bit smoother, but the PlayStation one was probably better to have so you can look like you had a more expensive console. Anyway, the PlayStation one came out November 8th, 2000. And that game continued to be released not until another year later. And it was the Game Boy Color adaptation. It was not like the other ones. This was just a shittier version. But that Game Boy Color version was fucking released for the system on, get this, September 11th, 2001. It would have been bad enough. Here's what, here, 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 here's what bothers me. 
it would have been bad enough. It's bad enough, just in fucking general. It's bad enough that they released this Game Boy Color adaptation of a movie two years after the fucking movie came out. And on a Game Boy Color, nonetheless, who the fuck, who, who's giving a kid that has a Game Boy Color, you know, a game? You should probably give him money. So he probably needs money. Because he's so poor, he just had a Game Boy Color. I don't care what you fucking say. You had a Game Boy Color, you were a piece of shit. Game Boy Colors were for fucking virgins. But that's bad enough. Game Boy Color, two years after the fucking movie, a movie that nobody remembers, but it was released on 9-11. Think about that. I, I, listen, man, I, the game looks like if it was Metal Gear Solid, but with a faceless turd, and the game itself played like toilet paper after I just got home from buying a $5 box from Taco Bell. I, I actually felt really terrible just looking up this game because it came out in 9-11, and I'm sure the creators should feel even fucking worse because, yeah, I'm going to say it one more time, 9-11. So this, this all blew my mind. It started off as a simple study in, you know, just trying to entertain the idea of dates and mishaps and maybe just bad timing for games. I discovered the CD underworld of the gaming release date. And they're, you're exposed. You're, you're exposed, fuckers. You're done for. You ain't gonna get out of this one. Sega? Um, I don't know who made the James Bond game. But you're done. You're done. You're all done. You know, Fox Interactive? I know what you were doing with that croc. That croc game? You're done. I'm canceling the croc is canceled. Hashtag croc canceled. Croc, you're not fucking coming into 2019 because I know what you did to Magic Johnson. I know what you did. You blacklisted them. And then you're just a fucking... You and your gobos can eat fucking shit. Alright, and get out of here. I want my magic basketball back. It just... It just really bothers me. Let's people like this get away with things. But I expose them. I hope this podcast spreads like wildfire. I'm like... What are the characters' names in Hackers? I'm like the people in Hackers. That was like hack the planet, except it's Sonic Spinball the planet. So there you go. There's, there's, there's the findings. You know, it's right there, black and white. I'm not going to tell you. I found all this information on the dark web. You don't want to get there. I found some. I found some. You know, busted up shit. You don't. You want to know the real reason why the ET cartridges were, you know, buried? Nah, you don't. Steven Spielberg rubbed his dick on all of them. Every single copy. There, I said it. And now you know, and now you need to tell the world. So, so there you have it. I know more than you can even imagine. The video game Dark Web is disgusting. And it's dark. That's pretty much uh, all I really know about the video game Dark Web. But it's a shame. But I'm glad I gave you some knowledge that you probably didn't know. Because that's what this podcast is for. This podcast is for stupid shit. Stupid, dumb, sometimes cryptic, sometimes conspiracy-like shit. That, you know, you can spread on to other people. And what I want to finish this episode with is 
another segment I want to introduce, and I hope that it catches on because, you know, my other segments are so popular. I get emails all the time. I get mail like saying, you know, add more, you know, things at the end for us fans to love. I'm like, oh, please calm down, people. So what I want to do is I want to add a giveaway. Yes, you guys have been asking for a giveaway for months, it seems. It seems like years, but it's, you know. But what I want to do is I want to new, do a new segment. It's a giveaway. It's a contest. The contest will last until December 31st, 2019. So until the end of the year. We will be giving away five. That's right. Five three by five What the Famicom stickers. They don't stick to wood. Uh, they don't stick to metal or any wall substances. The uh, adhesive is not that good. But all you have to do is it's just a question you just got to answer the question the question is you might want to write this down and don't want to answer too fast <laughs> the question is what video game am i thinking about right now now don't 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 write to me right away you know but all you have to do is either send me a tweet at what the famicom write it message me uh at me, Instagram me, whatever you want to do. Just get a hold of me. Send a letter. Um, what game am I thinking about right now? Is <laughs> you have the rest of the year to, you know, this giveaway is, you know, this is my biggest one yet. And I don't know how many people are going to enter, but what, you know, one grand prize winner is going to get three. Yeah, I, it was originally five stickers, but I just counted them while I was doing the podcast and it's only three. But anyway, uh, good luck to everybody. I hope everybody enters. I hope everybody wins. And if you don't win, that means you're a fucking loser for the rest of your life. Who, you know, probably didn't know anything I told them or cared about it. But I just hope you have a great day. You know, gamers be gamers. Isn't that the saying that you hear all the time on IGN and GameSpot and you walk into GameStop and the dude's like, hey, want to pre-order a game? And you say no, and he's like, yo, gamers be gamers. You know, it's just, let us be us. Don't let the government tell you what to do. If you want to game on, if you want to buy a battle pass for Fortnite, you know, don't let a release date of a game tied to Pearl Harbor tell you what to do. You were, last time I checked, last time me with the Famicom checked, you're your own person. You know, gamer guy, gamer girl, gamer dog. Gamer Cat, I don't want to say Gamer Snake because they can't play games, but you get my point. Be a gamer. See a gamer. Be a gamer. And that's all I have, you know, for this episode. It was a really heavy topic. It took a big toll on me. It took a big toll on the What the Famicom family. But I came out on the other end refreshed and fucking relieved and you can't put me down this news is going to get out there and that's what the famicom's for you know it's for what the fuck moments in gaming and i just fucking blew your shit up gaming world your mind's blown so anyway i hope i hope y'all i hope you guys you know don't feel like i did you wrong yeah you know i hope i gave you public service so if you have any comments, I appreciate your feedback. If you want to find me on any social media, it's at what the Famicom, WT Famicom. 
you can write to me, let me know you hated the episode, let me know you love the episode. Just, you know, I appreciate any kind of feedback. I hope you guys have a great day, a great night, and a great evening. And, as usual, game over. What was the famicom? What was the famicom?